Friday. It's Patchy Friday. It's the doorstep of the weekend. It's not just any weekend. It's New Year's weekend. Whatever your plans might be. Going up to Powderhorn for the uh, Torchlight Parade coming up tomorrow night. Or down to Uray. See the fireworks. Enjoy it. Think about the good moments of 2022. Look forward to 2023. But be safe, okay? Just a little public service reminder from the Buckeye Boy and myself. You're planning on a safe weekend, right, Buckeye? You're, well, I mean, ah. you know, as safe as we can get. I do not want to get a call from your, your lovely wife, Karen. Yeah. Hey, um, Jim. What's a problem? I mean, um, hospitalization or incarceration, or you didn't do it right for New Year's Eve, right? Somehow, he broke both legs. I don't know how. He was just got out of the chair, but he had a few too many of uh, his uh, Uncle rum and Rio's night-night juice. Yeah, and uh, yeah. boom. Was Uncle Rio definitely went tripped, night-night. Chipped over the coffee table and broke both legs. Thankfully, we don't have very much... Well, the much, coffee table's okay. Yeah. That's that's the important thing. We don't have very much obstruction in the home. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's we have good. a rug, but it's pretty sturdy. It would be me not getting my feet up over the lip of the rug. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which doesn't necessarily mean I'm intoxicated, <laughs> because I almost wipe out over our rugs routinely. So, I could very well break both legs 100 percent. so maybe it's not yeah so much so it's not so much for you a don't drink a drive reminder you're not gonna do that it's a pick up your feet pick up your damn feet don't don't shuffle them it's you probably should go where you're gonna end up sleeping and then start drinking there for me that's what it is gotcha i'm just gonna sit here on the couch and drink and if i fall asleep at least i'm in my own home you know, so there it is. All right, so we uh, we have our holiday edition of the show. I know some of you, like Mike from Scottsdale, calling us out this week. That we have bankers hours, or in the case of Mike from Scottsdale, former insurance agent, mm-hmm. insurance agent hours. Come on, Mike. There's plenty of times that I know that you had to go deal with a claim at three o'clock in the morning. You had to our, deal with this stuff. One of our resident favorite insurance agents also on the half ton of fun bowling team skipped out last night so because he had quote unemployment unquote oh okay so i think he was using his del taco winnings from uh, uh pile pigs can pick them be mr davis right yes. no relation but so but i'd welcome into the family yeah if if he was we Jeremy didn't need him though last night we uh with the, just the two of us we almost won anyway so. really but you came up short, huh? Came up two pins short of winning the series. Oh. Tough. It's a tough yeah. loss. That's a tough, tough loss to take into the weekend. Tough, close loss to take yeah. into the new year. But build something to build on, though, yeah. right, for the rest something of the late season. On. Yeah, that we don't necessarily need the anchor there. Sometimes okay. he hauls us down <laughs> below the ocean. And I hope, and I'm I know sure he's, he's excited to, to be yeah. back. I'm sure he'll be looking forward to coming back and playing next week. I, I hope so. <laughs> 
With that kind of, yeah, yeah. really, to be quite honest, we did quite well without you. Yeah, uh, you guys knows, really, guys yeah. really like to hear that. That really makes them feel good right. about coming back and being part of it. We got we got a handful of pile members that are uh, in the old transportation league on Thursday night. Larry from Clifton talked to him yesterday. Oh, a good, bit. good. Yeah. Yes, we he texts quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Great. That so you got to put a face yeah. to the text. He's on uh, Judas's team. Our buddy uh, Mike down there at Freeway Bowl, Michigan fan for some reason. He's there. They're on a team together. So Larry and Judas bowl on the same team. <laughs> so okay, I have to ask this: Did you mm-hmm. put the picks together this week, or did a little half and half? Did uh, Tired France and do it? Because he... Tired France, I could see him leaving out. You know, <laughs> Georgia and Ohio State, no, no, so Michigan and TCU. He... I could, I could see him leaving those out for some reason. He put in. Uh, he had the picks all set up. He put in all of them, and then I whacked three of them and changed the games. So. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. You're here. He's mm-hmm. not. We have the semifinals. We have uh, Broncos Chiefs. Those are, uh, I believe, his offerings that he kept, and I added three others. So. Okay. So I'll be coming up 820 this morning. We'll be on from 7 to 9, mm-hmm. so a shortened show for this New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Got got couple here. Um some leftovers. Some leftovers. Uh Larry from Clifton. Russ needs to be benched for the final two games. Maybe we can uh Derek Carr car, car. Yeah, get we can can we can can car for Russ. So he thinks Denver could trade for Derek Carr, which yeah. I'd not nah, no. no. That would be hilarious. Though. That would that would be funny. But that's not going to happen. Uh, let's see. You were uh, who was it that was talking about running you over? Was also we were talking about Mike Rice about or something about running you over like a speed bump. Oh, it was. Uh, it wasn't Mike. It was. I think it was maybe Mark. About um, yeah, we were talking about something. I don't know. that anyway. was yesterday. Yeah, it was. It was a long time ago. But John. Mike, feel free to run over Buckeye Boy. Lord knows his team will be run over on Saturday. Ooh. No, it was uh, it was the other day with... Uh, it wasn't yesterday. Um, no, it was. It was, it was it? Mike with the music in his ear. Okay, Mike Rice. Yeah. yeah, and we were giving you grief, and we are mm-hmm. talking about running you over like a speed bump. Back right. and, Blaming backing me you up. for the issue yeah. there. And it was actually my issue. something I didn't know was my issue on my end because that seldom ever happens over here. So infrequent, so rare. Like and a bron- humble, like a Broncos win against Kansas City. Yeah, you know Mahomes is ten and zero against the Broncos. I've heard that. <laughs> ten. And Mahomes oh. coming out party was against the Broncos. Yes, it was. I distinctly remember that. Yes, that was the they sat Alex Smith down that final game. Let's take a look. Let's yeah. take a look at this uh, Mahomes kid. See what he can do. And then he's out there chucking the rock around. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is going to be a problem. Are are you nervous that your that Williams is coming off the tummy trouble, the flu bug this week for you for your football team? You're running back. I'm a little nervous, but I mean it is Georgia, so I mean it's not like oh man we we we're gonna lose to Indiana, you know. Even right. with a healthy Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams and Jackson Smith and Jigma, it's still a long shot anyway. It's gonna <laughs> so, be tough, yeah. yeah. It's, but you just like at least Williams to not be ailing, right? But if he does, if he's ailing or if he doesn't play, 
excuse machine. Fire that there up. You Keep go, it rolling like it. for another nine months. And Jake ba- out. Yeah. Mine Williams full had strength, a, bro. We uh, could have beat him. Could have been a different game. Yeah. Could have been different. It was an entirely different game. Full strength. Now, I've seen Ohio State against CC, <laughs> SEC enough. Uh, yeah. uh, Rick from yesterday, another leftover. We'll throw in like a like an old hot pocket. Mm-hmm. Hot pocket. Uh, we're going to let Russ cook. I'm going to Red Lobster. <laughs> Sit in the last two games. Yeah. Happy New Year, fellas. You too, Rick. Uh, they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna play in the last two games, and we'll see where this goes. Um, something to talk about, at least. <laughs> exactly. So this hour, we're gonna go back and bring some of the interviews, some of the stories we thought were some of the the, the best local stories mm-hmm. of 2022 uh, with uh, Colorado Mason, of course, high school sports as well. So uh, we'll bring those to you throughout the course of this hour, and then uh, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, will join us top of the eight o'clock hour. Talk a little Avs hockey. Avs losing. To the Kings in the shootout last night in L.A. First loss to the Kings in nine games. As had a nine-game winning streak against them. And it comes to an end last night. So uh, we'll talk with him. Our uh, good friend the Pope will be joining us for picks coming up in the 8 o'clock hour as well. So uh, anything that's on your mind today. Your Maybe your personal New Year's resolution. Or maybe... A, a wish for the Broncos or the Rockies, something you hope to see from them in the new year. About the Rockies, make make an acquisition that's cost-effective and makes sense. How about let's just make an acquisition? For, let's start let's there. Let's start there. Jeepers, creepers. But let's not, when we do, hey, we spent all yeah. of our money on Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about let's do something that is along the lines of what the Tampa Bay Rays have done? Yeah. Uh, other teams that have been very, very cost effective, but have been able to put together a contender mm-hmm. season after season like the Tampa Bay Rays. I want to do something just kind of in general. Even though I'm not a Broncos fan, they're going to be tied into this. I wish for. The training staffs of our four professional sports teams in this state to kind of figure it out, right? Nuggets always have somebody hurt. Avalanche have everybody hurt. Broncos are hurt all over the place. Chris Bryant played nine games last year, it feels like. Boys, just figure it out. Why is everybody hurt all the time? Yeah. Like, what's going on over there? It's something in the water over in the the greater metro area and City yeah. of Denver, that I mean, that's causing a problem? I, I know traffic's poor, but you guys getting into fender benders that you're getting dinged up all the I know, time? What's happening It's here? not good. It's not good. What's going on? That, that, does seem, that does seem to be part of the narrative, right, of, of yeah. all four of those organizations. Uh, I got a text on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line from John. Mm-hmm. Jim and Buck, I have a safe and warm New Year. Yeah, I'm on my safe. way to the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale for my first in-person Michigan game. Happy New Year. Go Blue. John, have a great time. First yeah. safe trip, John. Mm-hmm. Have a he's, have a safe trip and enjoy the game. He's driving headlong into the seventh circle of hell. Yeah, All Michigan fans in a stadium? That's a way to ring in the new year. Okay, if you say you got a ticket to Michigan, Ohio State, but your only option 
would be to sit between two Michigan fans. Can I choose the would Michigan you? fans? Yes, yes, you can choose them. Okay. You can choose them. You get to sit between two I would do that. Michigan fans. Okay, so you would do it. Yeah. Who would it be? John, probably. John's a good dude. Okay. Like John. Okay. Uh, and probably our buddy Mike down at Freeway Bowl, because if the game gets yeah. out of whack, I can at least poke uh, the little, little, little bear, because I'm taller than he is. <laughs> so... Like by what a centimeter? I you know a couple of good inches. Yeah, it's it's noticeable. Yeah, but I'll tell you this one: he's I'll like 150 this. pounds lighter than I am, but I'm a couple inches taller. <laughs> so it's a I give would it say you got size and min- a minimal height advantage, but I think he's got the athleticism on you. I do. Oh, that, no I doubt. I mean, I mean, he's got the quicks on you. There's yeah. just no, there's just no doubt. Right. But yeah, if it comes down to a contest of a minimal height advantage. Mm-hmm. And your your size, yeah. you are you are much bigger than mine. Bowling and speed, you got it. he's got me. He's got you. Eating <laughs> and just being a jerk. You're I'm the leader in the clubhouse. You're the champ, sir. Yeah, you're the champ. Well, John, we appreciate you listening and uh, have a safe trip and have a great time down there. Mm-hmm. So, what about uh, Michigan Mike? Who's that in Gettysburg? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He could. I mean, if he things could be there too. I mean, things maybe. get bad. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. If he gets sideways and you're yeah. losing, I don't think he's the kind of guy that's gonna rub it in. Maybe a, for just a minute, and then he's nice enough that where if I get toasted, he'll help me out of the stadium. Exactly, and he would probably have some great. Would I reciprocate? Great, probably not. Because great I'm, Gettysburg stories to I'm share with you. Yeah, that would be fun. That would distract you from the fact your team is getting ran over. Yeah. Yeah, we could definitely talk pickets charge and whatnot. Yeah. So, I, I mean, don't know. I mean, that's something to you know, hmm. something to consider. You can ponder that a little bit if you want to yeah. this morning. Maybe he's in a row in front or behind me, not necessarily on either. Okay. Side. Okay. Maybe you're like right behind yeah. you. Maybe that that would that would work. All right. So I've got some thoughts. Your hopes for your favorite team. But it's, even if it's not one of our Colorado teams in 2023. Mine's very – I feel it's a low bar, but it's hard to get. Don't do stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Like for the Browns. You're down a touchdown, yeah, but you got two timeouts and you're inside opponent's territory. Run the ball, Kevin. Don't don't drop back and throw the ball 20 yards down the field when your receiver's only 12 yards down the field. Deshaun Watson. Just don't do stupid stuff. Okay. Run the ball. Or I just, Denver, look, Broncos, let's get the head coaching job right this time, okay? Yeah. Let's just let's just get it right. You're for your last three. Figure it out. A favorite memory from 2022. What might that be for you? Nat Hack getting fired kind of ranks up there, even though that's recently C-Bias. Uh, here's my favorite because it came in a moment of joy with an absolute oops. Nicholas Abe Kubal oh, dropping the cup. Dinging up the cup. <laughs> dropping the cup. Like four minutes after winning it. Was it. like, oh, no. Yeah, Ab's Yay! winning the Stanley Cup. Then, in all seriousness, that's that's up there. Yeah, but that's him the dropping the cup was it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, from Rick Nelson. Good morning, guys. If your insurance agent doesn't work 50 hours a week, you have the wrong one. LOL. That's true. Happy yeah. New Year. You too, Rick. Rick Nelson. 50 hours a week. Don't work 50 Ameri- hours over the course of two days, man. Come <laughs> American on. American Family Insurance. Want to be fair to uh, our many fine sponsors? 
here on the program. Mm-hmm. Rick, of course, among them. We got you covered on both sides. We've got a lot of car dealers and a lot of people that sell car insurance. Exactly. It's got perfect. Both ends of the... Got you totally covered. Got you coming and going there. We got tire places all over the place. You bet. All right. So coming up, uh, we'll have some of our uh, interviews from some of the, the, the best stories from CMU and from high school sports uh, in 2022. So I'll have that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into what's happening. What's happening? All right. Start things out with one of the greatest soccer players in history died on Thursday. Brazil's Pele died at the age of 82 after his battle with colon cancer. Pele is the only player to win three World Cups with titles in 1958, 1962, and 1970. He is Brazil's joint all-time leading scorer of 77 goals in his remarkable career. He helped introduce soccer to the United States in the 1970s as a member of the North American Soccer League's New York Cosmos. Pele would go on to be a worldwide ambassador for the game and a champion for childhood education. And I remember as a kid when his World Cup days ended and he was with the Cosmos and North American Soccer League, that was a, a fairly big deal mm-hmm. in the mid-70s. It was on ABC TV. They, the New York Cosmos were kind of like, the I think they were owned by Steinbrenner and the Yankees. And and he brought in some of the, the best uh, EPL talent. Obviously, Pele, you know, passed his prime in terms of World Cup play, but still a, an outstanding player. Just uh, that incredible magnetic smile and personality that that that's where this country started to learn to, to appreciate soccer and started to, to fall in love with it a little bit back in the 70s. I mean, I, even I, I had a North American Soccer League soccer ball back in the day and didn't play a ton of soccer, but just remembering what that was like. Soccer was on TV on on ABC and it was and Pele was the reason for it was just because of his presence winning three World Cups uh, just an, an incredible human being and an incredible soccer player as well. Well the Avalanche they blew a two goal lead in losing to the Kings 5 to 4 in a shootout in LA Thursday night. Colorado grabbed a 4-2 lead in the third in the strength of a 3-point second period by Avs superstar defenseman Kale McCarr and a two-assist night from winger Miko Rantanen. The loss snapped a nine-game winning streak that the, Aval- the Avalanche had against the Kings. Here's Jared Bednar after the game. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hate the start, but I didn't love it either. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't like the first goal that we gave up, and I didn't like the the last rush goal that we gave up. You know, like we get back above the puck with good numbers, um, and then we failed to close down middle ice with our forwards, bad angles, kind of diving back at pucks, didn't squeeze into the middle to make sure the puck got kicked out. They just drove it in on loose gaps from our D. But, like, our forwards is the first line of defense there, and we're back above it. We didn't get a lot accomplished. They just danced straight through us and, you know, made a nice play and shot the puck with great skill on both those plays, I thought, from their team. and. We're going to be better with our forwards in those situations, closing it down. So we'll show it tomorrow and improve on it. All right, there's Avs coach Jared Bednar. Thursday night football last night. Cowboys got off to a bit of a sluggish start, but they eventually pull away from Tennessee with a 27-13 win. Dak Prescott, 282, a couple of touchdown passes, two interceptions last night. The Titans, they started Joshua Dobbs. And it was Dobbs' first career start, former University of Tennessee quarterback. 232 touchdown and a pick last night as the Cowboys are now 12 and 4. The Titans are 7 and 8. And still, though, in 
uh, contention for a playoff spot in the AFC as a wild card. Uh, team that we know is not in contention, that's the Denver Broncos. And after the firing of Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett on Monday, the Denver front office uh, offered the interim job to defensive coordinator Jiro Vero. He turned the offer down, and the Broncos will be led by veteran assistant coach Jerry Rosberg. Avero was asked about deciding to not take the interim head coaching position. You know, I don't want to get into too much of the details, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, this is not a situation that uh, any of us really wanted to be in. You know, we just all agreed that the best thing for this team moving forward was for me to continue to work with the defense, fully invested there, and uh, I think that's where I could have the best value for this team. Broncos general manager George Payton says the team plans on interviewing Averro for the permanent head coaching position. Other Broncos news, wide receiver Jerry Judy defended quarterback Russell Wilson against allegations that he's not liked by his teammates. Judy says there's no issues over Wilson having his own office or parking spaces. Denver plays at Kansas City this New Year's Day on the Team Sports Network with pregame at 9 and kickoff at 11. Last night, the University of Colorado men's basketball team, they won their fifth straight game. They went to Palo Alto, taking down Stanford 73-70. to Monster game for K.J. Simpson. He had 31 points last night. Buffs are now 9-5 and on the season. And locally, Colorado Mesa basketball, both Maverick basketball teams are at CSU Pueblo today. So early start time here on the team with pregame at 145 for the women. They'll tip it off at 2 o'clock. And uh, Mavericks head coach Taylor Wagner says CSU Pueblo style of offense could create some bad mismatches, which could add to their challenges on the road. I kind of see a bit of a matchup problem. They play five guards. You know, they're really going to spread the floor. We haven't won on the road, so I'm really anxious to kind of see, are, are they ready to, you know, kind of take that next step? So the Maverick women take on Pueblo today at 2 o'clock. As far as the Maverick men, they'll face a CSU Pueblo basketball team that's improved dramatically on the defensive end. They dropped their average points allowed number from 77 last year to 66 this season. Mavs head coach Mike DeGeorge says the Thunderwolves defense has improved greatly this season. They have their core group back from last year, and, and they've added some, some really quality pieces. Last year they didn't defend great, and this year they're one of the top defensive teams in the league. So they've really committed at that end, and they have great athletes. So once again, we'll have the Maverick women against CSU Pueblo today, pregame at 145, and it's brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance, and the men will tip it off at 4 o'clock, same time tomorrow on New Year's Eve when the Maverick men and women play at New Mexico Highlands. Women's pregame at 145. They'll tip it at two men at 4 o'clock tomorrow here on the team. And that's what's happening. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and bring you some of the interviews from uh, the stories we felt were some of the best local stories in 2022. That's on the way next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Stay by the radio. You are listening to the Jim Davis Show on the Team, 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. Let's go! Welcome back, 726. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Your hopes, your wishes for your favorite team in 2023. So if you've got some of that to share with us today, hit us up on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. That's 970-242-1340. Okay, I'm going to go off in the ditch for just a moment here. Okay. Before we get into our some of our best of 2022 interviews. Do you have any desire to see Avatar, the new one? No. Because I, I see commercials for it endlessly. And I'm just like, I, I saw the first one. It was, a, it was a decade ago, right? When the first one came out? It was like 10, At least. 10 years ago? And I'm just kind of going, I don't care anymore. First one was okay. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it was fine. I like Stephen Lang as the bad guy in that. It was good. But 
I just don't give a rip. I remember enough about that movie to know that the people were blue. <laughs> and they lived on another world. I, yeah, it was, I, it was kind of like the... And they the, plug the, in through the, their tail or something. Exactly. And it was kind of like uh, comparing, you know, you know, settlers going into Native American territory and taking over their territory. It was a comparison of that. It was it was something. And it was something. But no, and it was time, it was it, you know, it was a cool looking movie and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just like but that was ten years ago. Why do I care right. now? For me it's you want to go see Avatar? The band? No. Nope. Not interested. <laughs> not interested. I'm good. I'll go see the band. I don't know. Love I, the band. I just, th- I just thought because like, I was watching stuff last night and it's like that commercial was on every five minutes. It seemed like and number one movie in the world. I'm like, um, don't care. Probably not going to help you with that. Sorry. Yeah, I, I do not care. All right, but we do care about some of the great hey, stories of that's, 2022. That's my avatar feeling. That's kind of where I am too. And uh, one of the big stories of this year was the hiring of Miles Cochaver, former Fruno Monument and CSU standout. Um, in, in his young career, he's been a lot of different places, Humboldt State, West Texas A&M, Colorado School of Mines, Northern Colorado, and CSU Pueblo. And Miles coming back home to the Valley to be the head coach of the Maverick football team. Here's our conversation with Miles when he was hired as the head coach of the CMU Mavericks. What was that like for you yesterday to be up there talking about taking over this program, something that's been a dream of yours for for many, many years. Take me through what that was like yesterday as the first day of being the head coach of the Colorado Mesa Mavericks. Uh, you know, Jim, it's still just a little bit surreal. You're sitting there and it, everything and the path that you've been on, everything kind of comes to fruition. And it's, it's you know, it almost takes your breath away a little bit as, you, as it really hits you when you're actually sitting there and being introduced as a new head coach at Colorado Mesa University. Miles Haver, the 20th coach in CMU history, joining us on the program today. So when you talk to the players, and you, you mentioned this in your, in your presser yesterday, Miles, about the work they're doing right now, the, the work they're doing in the weight room, in the classroom, that, that maintaining that, that you know, stability in the program at the moment while you put your staff together, the guys going about their business, putting the work in so there's not a drop-off, so there's not a, a, a loss of focus on this program, how important this period is right now as kind of a as a bridge to when you guys really start hitting the field with spring ball and some of those things. No, exactly. And, and the main thing that I wanted to get across to them right now is, you know, they're the ones that are going to decide and, and determine what we will be able to accomplish in the 2022 season. So um, I just wanted to make sure that they were aware of that. And our leaders are being developed right now every day. Winning's hard. It's not just going to come on Saturdays by stepping out on the field and having more talent. Um, it's all those little things add up. Going to class, you know, being on time, paying attention to the details, and I just wanted to make sure that they, you know, are taking advantage of every day that they're given. Because, as you know, and, and many of us do, this this is a uh, it, it can be taken away so quickly. So you got to enjoy the moment, and you got to enjoy each day, and you got to win each day. Miles Haver, the new head co- football coach at Colorado Mesa, joining us on uh, the program today. When you talked yesterday, you, you spoke, you referenced Sonny Lubick, and, and when you were at uh, at CSU as a, as a grad assistant there, and also you played for Sonny, 
uh, and Jim McElwain during uh, your time there as well, uh, both with Sonny and also Jim McElwain, but also what you learned from John Riston the last couple of years over at CSU Pueblo. Kind of take us through what you learned, maybe from being around a Sonny Lubick, who's a legendary figure in the state. Jim McElwain had really, really you know, great success during his period of time there that, that he parlayed that into the job at Florida. And also John Riston, who's won a national championship uh, at the D2 level. What you've learned from those guys and how that has had an impact on your coaching style? No, and it, you know, it just started with, with Sonny, just how, do, how you treat people. Um, just, just not a more genuine guy that cared about uh, individuals, families. Um, you know, so he, he just really just was able to make sure that you felt loved um, and understood that you were part of something that's bigger than yourself. You know, and then every, being able to be around Jim McElwain and, and um, just watch him go through the process of, of being a first-time head coach, being able to come back and turn a program around that had, had been in a drought of winning. Um, and just the way that he was able to do that and kind of his formula and the process that he used coming from Alabama. And then, you know, I don't know if there's anybody better than, than Coach Riston right now. He, he's won over 80% of his games. Um, you know, it's, it's proven what he does, and he's able to recruit the state of Colorado, and he's able to build a roster that is 90% made up of Colorado, and he's able to go out and establish that culture every single year. And the challenges that I learned from Coach Rissom is that changes every year. So you've got to stay on top of it. You've got to be connected. Um, you know, not he's very much a player's coach, um, and letting them be able to voice their opinion and understand where they're coming from. So... Each one, Jim, you know, just really three different men in, in their approach. But really, you know, you're working with the same, the same goal in mind. And, and that's how do we get there? How do we develop these guys, not just for the immediate future, but how do we set them up to be successful for the next 40 to 50 years of their life? Where they can go out and get a great job and, and be able to retire and, and live, live a better life. You know, and, and a couple that I think I kind of, did not mention yesterday that had been huge in my life, um, you know, was Coach Romano giving me my first opportunity to come back. You know, just that alone, with, that was a time when, when I wasn't sure yet if I wanted to coach. But he was able to bring me in and, and be a part of something special and got me rolling with that. And another one that's just a special man, just the way that he treats people and you take all of those and you just want to, you want to, you know, after sitting with them, you want to be a man of character and hold, hold up those values. And then, you know, I, I mentioned Billy Moore and, and huge influence, obviously. And, but coach John Arlich was our defensive coordinator at Fruta and, and one of my best friends to this day. Um, just, he really just distilled that, you know, hard work is what's going to get you there. You've got to be tougher than everybody else, and you've got to find a way to get that edge. And a lot of people think they're working hard, but can you really take it to that next level? Push yourself beyond and, and just continue to work. But those, those guys, Jim, just like you said, you take a little bit from everybody, and I've just been blessed to be around great people. And I mentioned it yesterday with, with my parents. Man, they, my dad was my little league coach. I can count on my on my hand on you know the number of games that, that we lost. Uh, we competed in everything that we did, and whether it was baseball, basketball, um, we, we just got after it. Um, so 
that competitive spirit and that competitive nature we wanted to win and everything and you know then just watching my parents and my mom you know she worked at, at the service deli for 37 years um there, there's so many people that she touched on a daily basis of serving leadership and and you know through her 37 years at Albertson you just really it, it, you couldn't ask for a better way to learn how to how to do it the right way Miles Coachaver, Mavericks new football coach, with us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. And as you know, as it is, Miles, you uh, coach, you're always prepared. You're two steps ahead of me. Talk about Joe Romano and Billy Moore and and John Arledge and 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 mention your parents as well and the, and the impact that they've had. And heck, uh, would see your mom all the time going out to the grocery store. And uh, your dad used to be our our mail guy years and years ago. Uh, out we lived uh, east of town, so I've known your family a, a very long time. And I, I know the, the the wonderful impact that they've had on on developing you as a as as a leader and as a person. I, I do um, want to talk a little bit about how you plan on putting your coaching staff together. I asked you the question yesterday, and I know that you you can't really answer a lot right now. You're still kind of putting that together. But when we're talking about from like from the offensive side of the football, because you're you're a defensive guy. What are you looking for on the offensive side? Because certainly the Maverick offense was one of the best in the conference, uh, and certainly in D2 football, third best in the conference last year uh, when, when it comes to uh, scoring offense. Just your thoughts on that side of the football and maybe what your expectations are going forward to kind of carry over what Karst Hunter and those guys did last year uh, for that Maverick offense. No. You know exactly kind of what you said right there at the end. We got to be able to put them in a situation that they can do best. What Car Center can continue to evolve to. Um, you know, I don't like to say, "Hey, we're going to do this and this is who we're going to be," because the game has evolved too much. It hasn't changed. Um, so we just got to find what we're going to be capable of doing next year. I think we're going to be a little lighter at receivers. We're going to need to find some guys and get some guys to step up. I think we got some backs and also, you know. Um, some guys up front on the old line that can get it done. But the one thing I tell you, we know and it's proven that we've got to be able to run the ball in, in crucial situations to win and, and to get ourselves a championship. So, um, you know, as this thing continues to go, we want to we want to find a guy that can utilize our research, do a great job of uh, evaluating what we have to work with right now. That's my number one goal is sitting down with these guys figure out exactly where we're at because there's a lot of qualified candidates that are calling me uh, nonstop right now and they want a shot at this job and I'm going to thoroughly go through this but I've, I've got my list of guys and we all have one common thing um, you know it's going to be great people and great teachers and you know this isn't just a, a profession coaching football is a lifestyle and they have to believe that and, and be bought in the same way with their families and their values um, but as you look at that, Jim, I always kind of say this, you know, we got to be able to do two things offensively and, and we got to be able to play four minute football. And we got to play two minute football. Well, what's four minute? We got to be able to finish the game, go physically dominate somebody, run the ball when we need to, to put them away. And then we got to be able to score in certain situations and do it quickly. So it kind of covers everything is a little bit broad, but that's really where I think we're at right now. Um, so it's just finding that, that right guy that can put it all together and not be stuck in your way so much that you're, you're not able to change it from week to week. But that means you have to have a simple um, plan that can, that can evolve that way. 
All right, that's Miles Cochaver. We're doing our best of 2022, and that was our interview with Miles after he was hired as the head coach of the Colorado Mesa Mavericks football team. Another big story for CMU in 2022, and there's a lot of them from from Lila Deer. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. An incredible season that she had on the in the soccer pitch for the Maverick women, but the Maverick men's basketball team and their uh, South Central Regional run into the uh, the Sweet 16 of the Division II tournament. And uh, after uh, the Mavericks lost uh, to Black Hill State in uh, the championship game in that uh, regional, Mike DeGeorge was with us, and we recapped what was a, an incredible season for the Maverick basketball team for 2021-2022. Mike, good morning. First off, congratulations. Kyle was just ecstatic last night when I talked to him after the game. Uh, Kyle Boucher, your assistant coach. What a great win. What a nerve-wracking game, particularly when that... And I saw your reaction when they called the foul on Reese Johnson when he fouled their shooter in three-point range. You you were like, look, went straight up with the hands. Shouldn't have been a foul call. And McKenzie gets the foul line. Fortunately, only gets two out of three. You guys hold on for a, a really a tough, nail-biting 63-62 win of the top seed, Lubbock Christian, number seven team in the nation. Your team gets it done last night in dramatic fashion. Yeah, it's interesting how the year, you know, the year goes. You know, we've had so many things this year where people do unbelievable things that end the games. And Reese has had two different times where he really contested threes late in the game against Black Hills at the end of regulation uh, when we were up three, and then uh, at our place, and then uh, and and then against Metro when we were up either five or six in overtime and they hit two tough shots kind of right in his face uh when we were kind of at a no three kind of defense and so (laughs) you could just see it in our group we were not going to give up a three on that last possession and uh you know probably got a little too aggressive on that last one i didn't have a great angle to see if he went straight up or not but uh but luckily uh the kid missed a free throw and we survived it mike to george maverick men's basketball coach with us it's your first trip to the uh, the Sweet 16, uh, the, the regional final, Mike. Uh, Mavericks setting a record this year for wins in a season. I know, look, there's there's still a lot of basketball to play. You hope that'll be the case uh, after tomorrow night and that game against Black Hill State. But, uh, I mean, this has been a year where you lose Ethan Menzies to the knee injury, a guy that's uh, obviously a huge, huge part of your success on, on the floor. You guys didn't miss a beat. A lot of guys stepped up and had uh, tremendous seasons. Just kind of take me through where you are right now with with this accomplishment of getting to your first uh, South Central Region title game. Well, it's exciting for our players, and it's you know great for the program. And um, you know you just have to take kind of one game at a time and stay in the moment. And and we did miss a beat there, Jim. I mean, we there were times when we were not playing very good basketball throughout this year, and it's it's we've had a lot of growing pains. But this group battles and. And they're really willing to figure it out, and and so you know it's it's ultimately you know the whole message we're given all the time. We just want to be playing our best basketball by the end of March. We don't have to be a perfect team. Let's just keep uh, solving problems and fixing who we are. And so you know that's the exciting thing as a coach when you see your group. I was just watching the, our last game versus Black Hills, and we've grown and improved so much in the last two months as have they. Um, you know, it's just fun as a coach to see that and have your team just playing well at these key stretches. And then, you know, last night was one of those games where obviously it could have gone either way, and we had a lot of those not go our way during the regular season. Uh, I had I couldn't celebrate after the game because 
I was so mad when the kid threw up the 70-footer at the end. Yeah. It was so much like the Metro shot, and I didn't. there was .6 seconds left. I thought they should have played it off. You know, how do you get a full-court heave off in .6 seconds? And they didn't, and the ball seemed like it was in the air for 20 minutes to me. So it was just, you know, you just, uh, but, you know, you learn through those experiences, and, and uh, anything can happen this time of year, but I'm really pleased with how this group's playing, and I'm excited about tomorrow night. Right. That was the uh, conversation we had with Mike before they played Black Hill State in the uh, South Central Region Championship game. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, lost in that game to Black Hill State. But looking forward to getting to that spot once again uh, this season. So uh, coming up, we'll have some of our best uh, high school stories of 2022. So that's on the way. And uh, right now it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, this comes to us after Monday Night Football on Monday night. Naturally, that's when that happens. But uh, Buck and Aikman usually stop by the uh, big sports center with Scott Van Pelt. And they did so. And SVP and Troy Aikman had a nice conversation. And then he started to wrap it up. And Joe Buck turned from funny to kind of awkward. That's it. I get one question. That's all. Yeah, you know, I just I, I decided tonight, Joe, that I wanted to talk to, to Troy more than you. I know, but I have to awkwardly stand here while he answers right, questions. You want, to, you want me to block yeah. him out here? Ask me another yeah. one. Come on. Yeah, but we'll it was warmer tonight. <laughs> it was warmer tonight, wasn't it? Huh? Warmer? It sure was. Yep. Inside. In, inside. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. That there was my go. second question. Yes. Did you have a good Christmas, it was warmer inside. Was it a nice Christmas? I had a good Christmas. Yeah, little boys had a nice Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, I appreciate it. One got a drum set, one got a guitar. That's why I'm happy I'm in Indianapolis tonight. Uh, yeah, but you, you got that you got that private jet money, buddy. You'll get home by by you'll be home by eleven. Eleven local. Yeah, but don't don't tell Michelle that. I'm gonna milk this for another <laughs> yeah, couple right, of days. That's right. Exactly right. This yeah. is really getting awkward. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna segue out of it. Boys, happy new year. It's your show. It's your show. Yeah, it's thought it you is. wanted ratings. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back, bring you some of uh, our conversations, some of our best uh, prep stories from 2022. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. Woo! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Happy New Year's Eve, Eve. Jim and the Buckeye Boy today at the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. If you have some some hopes for your favorite team in 2023. Send those to us today. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Uh, we're going to roll some of this over into uh, next hour, back half of next hour, some of our best of 2022. Brought you our, our conversations Woo! with uh, Miles Cochaver and Mike DeGeorge. And now we flip it over to the preps, where the Palisade baseball team had a remarkable season. First time in the state tournament in many, many years and uh, we had the chance to talk with Bulldogs coach Nate Porter after that uh, great Palisade run in the 4A state baseball tournament. And with us on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, the head coach of the Palisade Bulldogs baseball team, Nate Porter, and our conversation with Nate Porter brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Nate Porter joins us. Nate, appreciate the time. Congratulations. Thanks for coming on this morning. Yeah, thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. 
congratulations. Great uh, great two games for your ball club. You dominated in both games, uh, the one against Aurora Central. Uh, run rule victory there, 10 to nothing, And then you you knock off Falcon to to move on to uh, Cover Springs for the, the state baseball uh, championships, a uh, place that Palisade has not been to in quite some time. And I know it's always been tough to get over this regional hump, right? It's always, you know, get to that that regional championship game, can't quite get there. It's had some really good seasons. It's got to feel really good for you and your kids, Nate, to, to break through and get to uh, the next round of the state tournament. Oh, it feels it feels really good. Uh, it's been a goal of ours since September when we started hitting uh, in the cages and and taking some ground balls on the field and getting our arms going again. Um, because that last year was a pretty sour taste in our mouth. And uh, we, like I've said before, we pushed these kids really hard this year, and and we knew they had the talent physically, and we just focused on the uh, the mental side of it, the character development, and and they've earned it. They've worked hard. I'm proud of every one of those kids, uh, not just the starters every you know typically every game but we've got a really good bench we've got gets to support each other and so i'm i'm happy for him i'm proud of him and it was a it was a monkey off our back for sure bulldogs head coach nate porter joining us on the jim davis show i know we are giving Corey hitchcock a little bit of grief but some of your players that have gotten over this hump on the diamond were basketball players that got over the hump of not winning uh, a first round playoff game for a long time they they kind of have to learn how to win right how much stock do you put it we've talked to you before about this but really kind of your thoughts on these guys learning how to win on the court and then kind of bringing that mentality that knowledge to the baseball diamond I sent uh, Corey and I were texting back and forth after the game um and my response to him, he congratulated us on a big-time win and fun watching uh, our coaching staff lead the guys. And I said, thanks, Coach. I truly feel you're a part of this. And I mean that 100% sincerely because uh, what he did uh, on the basketball court with those kids and the, the competitive nature that he put in them a little bit more that they didn't have, um, the buy-in, the discipline, I mean, I feel like he's just as much a part of this um, as our athletic director, as our, our principal, um, you know, Dan Bollinger, uh, Greg Hawkins, our AD. I mean, everybody's just been super, super supportive, and uh, Corey's, Corey's a really good fit for Palisade, and um, I'm looking forward to my kids uh, playing for him next year because uh, they're just as much his kids as they are mine, you know, and he coaches them the right way, and it, it, it does transfer over to the baseball field. Bulldogs baseball coach Nate Porter joining us, the champions of Region 1, and got a couple of really good pitching performances, Melisio Perez, Ryder Mancuso to win both of those games. But I know that uh, you made the comment to the local paper about Aiden Bevan, that uh, you drove in, that the, yeah. the game winner to clinch it for you. It was it was appropriate that it should be Aiden Bevan. Tell us why Aiden Bevan is the was the right guy to be the guy in that moment. I've had Aiden for four years, and I've watched him mature as much as any player I've ever had um, from freshman year to senior year, and he is the most disciplined hitter on our team. Um, he recognizes that he doesn't have the, you know, the Aaron Judge-type power, and he, he stays within himself. He's a smart hitter. Uh, I think he's got two strikeouts on the year. He leads our team in lowest strikeouts. He leads our team in RBIs. Um, he just sees a contact hitter that, that barrels it up and to see where he's come from. He he got gypped out of an all-conference spot last year, and I think it really frustrated him, and he felt like he wasn't being recognized. And I took him to lunch um, right after the season last year and said, you've got, you've got things to prove because I know you're better than the other coaches think you are and that your stats said this year. And he, he works his tail off every day. There, he, he never takes a day off. He's one of the first kids on the field. 
working on the field. He's one of the first kids with a rake in his hand. He's one of the last kids to leave. He is, uh, he is a coach's dream. Bulldogs head coach Nate Porter joining us on the Jim Davis Show. You guys played really loose, got so, really fired up. Ryder Mancuso, he'd get some punch outs on the mound to end an inning, and he'd come off the mound screaming, let's go. Was there any point in the, that game Saturday afternoon where you thought, like, okay, maybe you need to rein them in just a touch, or were they kind of rolling and you could kind of feel that they, they were on the right edge of that? No, I stayed out of their way. Uh, in the first game, I told them to calm down because I didn't want them to expend too much energy uh, against Aurora Central. You know, we got up a few runs early, and I could tell that the kids were there to hit. Uh, Malaysia was throwing strikes, and so I, I was fairly confident that we were going to win that game and up the second inning. So I told the kids getting excited on a home run to just save your energy. Next game's going to be a tough one. And uh, they just kept that energy. My wife brought a bunch of really healthy food, uh, fruit and um you know, fruit for and vegetables for the kids for lunch. I told them no big subway sandwiches. That that stuff can bog you down and make you tired. So let's just uh, let's eat a big meal afterwards, and let's just get enough food in our system to keep the energy levels up. And man, they they just came to play, and I was not going to get in the way of them. They they uh, if that that's their team, that's their win. Um, I didn't have to give too many signs. I mean, it was just sit back and watch them hit. So it was fun. And Ryder uh, Ryder threw exceptionally well. Um, he uh, he's got obviously always got a few things to work on. Every pitcher, every hitter does, but he threw exceptionally well. Threw hard, hit his spots most of the time. Um, his intensity was great. His composure was great. Uh, it was just it was a good, really good win for our team. All right, that's Nate Porter, Palisade Bulldogs baseball coach. That was before they went to the state tournament this year, where they they had the, the tough loss to Cheyenne Mountain in extra innings, twelve to seven. Beat Northfield eleven to one, then got eliminated by. Devlin by the score of thirteen to two, but still a remarkable season. Twelve and zero to win the Western Slope League again. Twenty four and four overall, and getting to the state for a baseball tournament. All right, coming up next hour, we'll have uh, River City Sportplex Jackson Wilson with us. The Pope will be in to uh, make his oh picks. God, oh my god! Oh my god! And we'll we'll wrap up our best of twenty twenty two with uh, some more of our our prep interviews coming up next hour as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back. The thing you hope for your team in 2023. For my Broncos, get it right to the head coaching position. Getting Russ fixed. For the Nuggets. Ah, reality! A lot of the problem is just staying healthy, right? And Staying committed from one game to the next. And, and yeah, committed to the defensive end. At least for the Avalanche, I think they'll be fine if they just get everybody back. Yeah, just they, get healthy. Just get healthy. For the Rockies, I don't know what to hope for. I really don't. For it to be quick. <laughs> quick and painless. Old, getting old yellered. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with hour two.